Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. Well, who else would it be when you hear that funk, this music, and welcome to the podcast on this Friday, February 16, 2024. I am the, you know this, I'm the podcaster, you're the podcast E or E's, depending on who's listening, and this is... The annoying duck sound called the Drake, the official mascot of this Friday free-for-all. We have left Wellington in New Zealand, a big city, opposite of Napier, where we were yesterday, by the way. I am on board the beautiful Oceania Insignia, finishing up a fairly long contract that began way back in the middle of November. We've been everywhere, and then some, and we'll finish up in Sydney, uh, not that far from now, seven days from now. One of the reasons... Uh, the wife and I stayed on board. There are uh, there are things to do when you're finishing up a long contract. First of all, you have to start packing, and there's a lot of stuff to pack, and then you have to make sure you get everything out of all the spots and this, that, and the other thing. So we missed out on Wellington. Been there before. Uh, a city full of culture and art and museums. Uh, beautiful infrastructure. Gorgeous uh, walk along the river here. I can still remember being here. So uh, disappointed we didn't get there, but we'll get there the next time. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, The email for this extravaganza, the Drake podcast at gmail.com, the the Drake podcast at gmail.com. Before we get going, a quick reminder that I have uh, very close friends performing in the Sunshine State uh, coming up in February and in March. My good friend Ryan Joseph, as well as his wife, Danica Ports, will be at the Gulf Theater at the Military Heritage Museum. That is in Punta Gorda, Florida. I looked online. You can see ticket sales there are just about sold out. There are a few decent seats left. I'm not exaggerating. Ryan is a world-class fiddler who toured with Alan Jackson until Adam retired. His own band on the road now, original material. He is a a world ca- a world ca- a world class. He can fiddle the hell out of this. is also a singer-songwriter, and uh, uh, they play all kinds of music. Ryan, the band, and the wife, anything from uh, Buffett to Alan Jackson, but it is a country-based band from Nashville, Tennessee, and they're going to be there one show on Sunday, February 25th at 2 p.m. A matinee for you old fogies. You don't have to drive at night. Uh, the Gulf Theater at the Military Heritage Museum at Punta Gorda. If you know people that live in Fort Myers or Cape Coral, North Fort Myers, Inglewood, Rotunda, and on up to Sarasota, not a far drive for a great show. Also, another good pal of mine, uh, for many years, performed on the West End in London, of course, in London, uh, David Shannon. He will be in Boca Raton, Boca, baby, uh, March 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Willow Theater. 
in a show, one-man show called The Making of a Phantom. It's a performance-based show, but he talks about his 18 months as the Phantom of the Opera in uh, London's West End with a voice like this. And I don't know the whole content of the show, but I think he might sneak some other roles in there. He was in Come From Away. He was in uh, Sweeney Todd. He was in Les Miserables. He was Jean Valjean many times in the West End. He's a monster performer. March 8th, 9th, and 10th, the Willow Theater in Boca Raton. Just Google Willow Theater. Get some tickets to the making of a phantom. And they really are really, uh, and by the way, I'm not getting paid for this. They are good friends and these are great acts you'll thank me for taking the time to go and that's also a uh, a sunday the friday night saturday night and sunday at one o'clock so for the old people this is a great idea you don't have to drive at night prayers as always for our military the men and women and however you declare yourselves <laughs> i still haven't been called on that i'm surprised no one's emailed me hey that's how it is nowadays maybe you are maybe you're not who doesn't, who doesn't believe me? can you fire a weapon get in line perfect um, also, Ukraine and Israel, it's just a mess. And, you know, the Iranian-backed whack jobs who fire on non-combatants, I talk about it five days a week. I want to keep reminding people they are messing up everybody's vacation. These people are messing up vacations, and we should be very proud of, of all of our armed forces, the U.S. forces. They seized an advanced weapons shipment. It was coming from Iran, and they got it, and they picked up all kinds of stuff, unmanned underwater surface vehicle components, all the things to keep things going, repaired explosives, uh, anti-tank missile launcher assemblies, medium-range ballistic missile components. These are all coming from Iran. That's the country that doesn't help the Hooties no blowfish, and they lie there and took us off is what they do. Yes, I speak a little Yiddish once in a while. Lie here, took us off. Also, we went in there with our planes and we blew up a bunch of anti-ship missile sites, unmanned aerial vehicles. We got a bunch of stuff. CENTCOM, that general, he looks, you see this picture of this guy. You don't want to, like a Schwarzkopf. I think to be the the head of CENTCOM, which is a Norman Schwarzkopf's old position. You have to look like a Schwarzkopf, and if you know what I mean. Anyway, congratulations. Knock the hell out of them. They're ruining our vacation. Wash your hands and, hey, you have to have priorities. Wash your hands. You know what that's about. Just let's try to stamp out norovirus in your lifetime. Also, wash your bottle, you people. You walk around with a dirty bottle uh, because bacteria can get in the bottle and you might hand it to somebody. And next thing you know, they're sick. You know, do, do the world a favor. Practice some good hygiene. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. I do have the date right today. Uh, I could have went with Sonny Bono. They list him as a me. I know he sang a little bit, please. Um, ice, uh, iced tea, I should say. Iced tea, I left off the tea. Iced tea, not going there. Uh, a performer called The Weekend from Canada. I almost went with him just because I don't do enough Canadian stuff, eh? But I went with this guy who many people don't know the name, but boy, he was on Quincy, How uh, Quincy Jones' uh, huge selling album in those days, and he... Duets with other people, John Tesh and... And he died too young. Happy birthday, James Ingram. Every man I know is trying to find 100 ways to please a wife. <laughs> we used to come up with three. 
Ah, thank you, James. Gone too soon. I think he was not even 60 when we lost him. I know what you're saying. Stop talking over the music, you moron. All right, here we go with the tease. Another oasis without sand in your shoes. Another oasis? I feel like Karnak. Without sand in your shoes. Royal Caribbean announced today it has entered into an agreement with the French shipbuilder, Chantiers de Landique, or whatever. Now, a bunch of French people who, by the way, deliver the ship on time. They are fabulous shipbuilders. I'm sitting on, uh, I'm sitting on inside a ship built in 1998 by this shipyard, and it is as good as it was, uh, as good today as it was back then. They build a great ship, and they're building the seventh Oasis-class ship. That's not as big as the Icon. It's its own separate class. And according to Jason Liberty, um, you know, they took delivery of the Utopia. Oh, no, it's coming up. They get the Utopia of the Seas. I've said it many times. Being on a ship with 6,000 people and all those kids not Utopia, Jason. That's a bit of a... Uh, nah, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, uh, same class. He said, about the new ship, we're already dreaming up her sister ship and the next installation in the brand's extremely popular Oasis class. Across our three brands, we are focused on continuously challenging ourselves to deliver the ultimate vacation experience, and I will continue to challenge them by saying, food, baby. Food baby and food baby. I still have grandparents tell me they had to take their grandkids on Royal Caribbean and they could tolerate the people, but they really didn't think much of the food. Uh, Royal Caribbean Group, that's the parent company. That's the one Jason Liberty's in charge of. Uh, they're getting a bunch of ships. Silver Seas getting the Nova. Celebrities getting the Ascent. And, of course, the Icon of the Seas is out According to Michael Bailey, he's the boss over at Royal Caribbean International. That's the cruise line, Royal Caribbean. These are exciting times, and we have an incredible partner in Chantiers de Atlantique to bring life into the lucky seventh oasis. And he's right. I have to back him up there. Uh, they deliver it on time. And like I said, this ship was built in 90, 1998, and it's a solid ship as you can be on. Of course... Mr. Del Rio, before he left, was nice enough to spend $50 million refurbishing this ship. And I've said this many times. Let me stay on brand. $50 million on all of the guest staterooms and a buck and a half on the one I'm in. <laughs> it's a joke, all right? It's a joke. We have lovely accommodations here. We really do. Anyway, this order, though, is contingent upon financing, which is expected to be completed later this year. It's not like when you go to buy a car, and you have to get approved right away. Uh, since the ship isn't built yet, they can wait. Hey, you want to get to get back to us with your credit card number? We'll get started on it. We'll make room for it. But until you give us the credit card number, uh, we're not doing nothing. All right, here's the tease. We are going to see the books there, Torstein. We are going to see the books. What's that about? A rumor that Bloomberg put out. You know, Bloomberg doesn't really peddle in rumors. Normally, there's a little uh, smoke when the fire when there's smoke. Is that the line I want? By the way, I'm not, I haven't been drinking. Maybe I should have started. Viking is looking at an IPO, an initial, initial, eh, initial public offering. They want to raise some money. Right now, they're privately held. If they go with an IPO, don't they have to open the books? 
No one knows exactly what. We only know what Torstein Hagen tells us. And it's, I mean, it's huge. They, it's like MSC. Where does the money come from? I mean, they're, they're massive. They're adding 10 more uh, riverboats. That'll give them 90 uh, riverboats. They have two expedition ships, the uh, Octatanus and the, and the other one. It's not called the other one, but they should call it the other one. Um, they're both difficult names to pronounce. And we'll see what happens. You know, going public is what you do when you get big. And I think that's part of the reason for an IPO is because then they can join Carnival Corporation, the Royal Caribbean Group, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, and the other one, Lindblad Expeditions. I don't know where that's about, but, but the three heavy hitters are all publicly traded. Now, MSC, private company. You have no idea about that. You don't know how they're doing, how bad they're doing, how good they're doing. So you can't, you know, you can't be a private company and really brag too much because nobody can double check. We don't know. They could tell Peter or Francesco Vago could say, we're kicking, we're cooking cannoli. We're kicking mozzarella. But we don't know because we can't. I suppose there's a way to look at their books, but I'm a novice at this thing. So if he does go public, I would think he's pretty confident that the books look good because if you want to do that, at least in the United States, you have to bend over and be inspected and things like that. Here's the tea. Hey, you need it done right, then you find people who know what they're doing. You need it done right, find people that know what they're doing. Ah, this has been, I've been preaching to the choir about this for a while. Ah, governments now. Bloated bureaucracies, politicians. You want it done right, you take it private. And there is a company called Global Ports Holding. And they control many ports around the world under contract. The politicians make a deal and they say, look, we'll run it for you because you guys can't find the office. We'll take it over. And they just signed a deal to operate the San Juan cruise port. They're going to take over the San Juan. When they do that, it means they're going to invest in that. Uh, there's nothing exciting about the San Juan cruise port. You get off the ship, you walk through a big empty building, and then you go outside and there's a couple of stores. There's nothing. There's nothing in terms of duty-free. There was at one time upstairs or shops, all kinds of things. And San Juan has kind of lost its luster. You just pull up there. It's not much of a turnaround port. A couple of cruise lines are doing it, but everybody just stops there. And you get off, and it is what it is. You go Carlos and Charlie's, or no, what is it, uh, the other one, across the street from the terminal. You go to Subway. You go to the beach. Well, they're going to put a little pizzazz in the zazz. And they're going to invest in it like they are. You know, they. I won't name all the Mediterranean and uh, non-U.S. Uh, ports they control, but they do control the Caribbean Antigua. Well, the Antigua cruise port, if you haven't been there, there's another pier and another pier. They're doing seven ships someday, seven ships, because it's operated by a privately held company. The Nassau cruise port, just look what they've done there. My God, what they've done, the complete overhaul, operated by a privately held company. If you've never been to Prince Rupert, there, it's, there's nothing to blow you away there other than it's well run and the people are really nice. They operate that. Also, St. Lucia. They just made the deal with St. Lucia. They're going to go in and overhaul that whole area. I started going to St. Lucia 25 years ago and there, there was an area when you dock with it was bustling. with and, But everything's run down now. It all needs a coat of paint 
a whole new look, and they're going to go in there. Global Ports Holding. I, I did some deep research to make sure they weren't owned by the Chinese, and they're not, and uh, they intend to put a lot of money into all of these places to trans... Well, in San Juan, they're going to transform the port infrastructure, which wouldn't take much. Anything's an improvement. Uh, improve the cruise port experience while creating significant opportunities for local businesses. They're going to fill it full of duty. They're going to put shops in these terminals, um, the things that we like, duty-free, those kind of things. You know, uh, you go with to Cozumel now, the one period you must go through this mass, they don't control that one, by the way, uh, this whole duty-free section to get in and out. Uh, there's money to be made uh, with that operation. Of course, they're going to invest, they're going to rent, they're going to get the rent money, and then the politicians, they're going to try to renege on the deal. They're going to try to add to it. Hey, you're doing better than we thought. We want a little more. You know what I mean? Throw some for the effort. But in the meantime... Look for that coming up, San Juan. And you know what I've said? The guru's been saying this for, I don't know, two years now. Why they don't have more seven-day cruises out of San Juan. Those are the best cruises to be on for the Caribbean. You fly into San Juan. It's a nice enough airport. It's not far to the terminal. They have great hotels on the beach there. They have hotels downtown. You can fly in a day early, two days early. If you're going to fly to Miami from somewhere, you fly a little further to San Juan, and you're there. Miami's crowded now. That airport's nuts. Fort Lauderdale's crowded. That airport's nuts. So fly a little further to San Juan, and the airport isn't as crowded, and you stay at a nice hotel on the beach there with a casino, and you get on the ship. So you have a seven-day cruise. You spend a couple days in San Juan. The whole thing's 10 days. It's a beautiful experience. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to package that eventually. But if I ran a cruise line, I wouldn't be, absolutely I would do that. Because you're in port every day. You leave San Juan, port, 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 port. Uh, you're not at sea. Who needs sea days, please? Sea days are for old farts. Let's be honest. I'm an old fart. But the only people that like sea days are old farts. Or if the ship is massive and there's all sudden, you know, the go-kart track and the roller coaster, you keep them busy. But otherwise, enough already. You can read a book at home. I tell people that all the time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My way or the highway? A better mousetrap, reinvent the wheel. You know I've played this song often. Tradition! This is very surprising but not shocking news. Um, two of the three people involved in the Four Seasons Yachts have left that deal. Larry Pimentel, who was the president and CEO, and Philip Levine, who used to own Onboard Media, former mayor of Miami who ran for governor. He was involved in this. Gonzo, out the door. Their idea, I gather, it left one guy behind. His name is Nadim Ashi, and he's a developer out of Miami. And they are the people behind the Four Seasons Yachts. And I have nothing to back this up, nothing to substantiate it, uh, no facts whatsoever. But I will tell you, I think they're out of there because the 
Mr. Ashi wouldn't listen to them. That uh, Larry Pimentel has run, I don't know, just about every cruise liner is. He understands this business. He's the guy at Azamara who, who came up with the idea of immersion, of staying overnight, because ports are ports. So what are we going to do different? We stay longer now. People are picking up on that. There was a name he had for it that they named it, but he left Azamara. He always leaves. He's really good in the interview. I don't know this guy, but I follow him because I'm in the business 30 years. His name pops up everywhere. Well, it popped up at Four Seasons. Now it's popped out. Now, I think maybe they're going to get involved in something else. I have no idea, but I do think this. They are trying to tell the people who are from the development business, buildings and condos in Florida, this isn't how you run a cruise line. And they're saying, we're not a cruise line. We're a yacht. No, no, no. It's tradition. There's certain things you must do to make it worthwhile. I don't know if that's the right word. And I think there was an argument and went out the door. Not to mention that, you know, Larry was, uh, Mr. Pimentel there, was quite uh, vocal about how different it was going to be. So let me turn the other way. Maybe it's possible that people got in the ear of Mr. Ashi and said, you know what? Ah, no, no, you got to be more traditional. You want to, you want, you got to, you have to do things the way they've always done them. Just do them better. It's a small, intimate yacht, but you, you know, you have to, you just can't think you're not a cruise line. Not a cruise line, but you're cruising, whatever. So they're out the door. I'm pretty surprising, actually. The company's called Mark Henry Cruise Holdings, which is unusual because no one's named Mark and no one's named Henry. So I don't know who they are. And obviously, uh, Mr. Ashi, I did some research. I do research. I drilled down. He's heavily involved in Four Seasons. He's developing several Four Seasons properties on land. So he convinced them, I'm your guy for yachts um, and has the, you know, basically has the brand. But interesting to see because, uh, you know, they're building one ship and whatever, but I thought it was a, it was a, uh, you know what Neil Sadaka said, uh, breaking up is hard to do, and uh, that's what they're doing. All right, come on, people, come on, people, give Delta a break here, and you really should. Come on, people, give Delta a break here. We're going to be very short today. Uh, it's you know what? It's another one of those days like yesterday, another meatloaf day. I mean, I spent. I will tell you, I spend five times as long looking for stories as I do talking about the stories. And I have several that Barbara and people sent me. And I looked at those, and one of them was about Southwest or, um, you know, their new seating arrangement. I talked about that the other day. Now it's getting panned uh, and dished and everything else. People are making fun of the pictures because the seats, even though they're designed by a race car seat designing company, they don't seem comfortable and you know southwest made a mistake with that now i'm going off the i wasn't going to talk about what i will southwest made a mistake they put a picture of these seats out and they don't look comfortable they should have had their press people put a story out where some people in the press sat in the seats they should have had some kind of an event where they had cocktails and little hot dogs stuffed with you know and pigs in a blanket where they sat in the seat and said, hey, you know what, this is comfortable. I felt like a race car driver. Instead, they stuck a picture out there in social media torturing Southwest right now. Oh, I've always wanted to fly Southwest. Who doesn't want to sit on a seat made out of granite? And it goes on and on. Oh, I guess I'll bring my own cushion now on Southwest. They're getting hammered. 
because somebody whose job it is to send out the message sent out the wrong message. And my job as the guru is to tell them, this is what you should have done because I'm so successful. That's why I'm talking to myself for 30 minutes every day in some port somewhere. All right. Come on, people. Give Delta a break here. This story is nuts. A flight from Amsterdam to Detroit, Michigan. It turned around because from the overhead, I'm going to say this word once, then I'm going to use the word insects. From the overhead, maggots fell onto the people in economy in the back of the plane. Now I'm going to go to insects. The story is some jaboni, some whack job, some... You're an idiot! Inside of his carry-on suitcase brought rotting fish. He had fish wrapped in newspaper that was rotting, and it created insects. How does this ever get through... TSA, how does how does somebody not go? You notice what that smell is? You know, <laughs> I, I'm not going there. It's just too graphic. So it landed on people. So they had to turn around and go back. And after the plane was uh, landed, all the passengers were instructed to deboard the aircraft, and the suitcase then was placed in a bag to be destroyed. And then the plane itself had to be deeply cleaned. How about the people with the inside? Oh, I could tell you right now. If that was my wife and I sitting, first of all, this wife's not sitting in the economy anymore. It's hard to sell that. Uh, and then, ah, uh, on her head? Oh, no. One person on board whose name was Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey, not Jason Kelsey, not any of the family, uh, went on Twitter and said, really lovely to be two hours into an eight-hour flight to Amsterdam and find out there is rotten fish and insects hitching a ride with us. And they're not in a galley. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> in an interview with Daily Mail, the Delta staff identified the owner of the, of the suitcase and detained them on the plane. I don't know if that's, is that against, I don't know if against the law, but it's an insult to your fellow travelers. And certainly it's a poor example of mankind as we know it. As compensation, travelers were given 8,000 air miles, hotel room compensation, and a $30, meal $30 meal ticket only if you didn't order fish. <laughs> the whole show for that lousy joke. Can you imagine that? The one, the, somebody went on Reddit and posted, my family and I were in the road directly in front of the insects. The lady right behind us told the flight attendant that the, you know, raindrops keep falling on your head. Now, in this case, I got to say it one more time. It's it, the only way, maggots. Maggots falling on her head on a Delta flight. But here's the problem. The maggot that wrote this story put the headline like it was Delta not cleaning the plane properly. It's not Delta's fault. It's some jaboni at, you know, uh, this is Amsterdam. This guy was high, I guess. Nobody noticed it. When I guess fish, if you put rotting fish through the, the, the the airport metal detector or whatever you want to call that it doesn't stand out can't I thought you could see things inside there weren't they not paying attention excuse me anybody order the fish and chips unbelievable anyway that aircraft had to be they, they had to get another plane and then clean the plane but I'm telling you I bet you people will find out what plane that is and they're like I'm not going on that plane not me not since I left Brooklyn. 
Nah, that would have been roaches. Rats. A little softer there. Fire the producer. All right, we got through this. You know, it's Saturday for me, but it's Friday for you. So I'm working weekends for you people. It's crazy. Until March 9th, when my feet will be back in the United States of America. And as much as I'm enjoying my time down here, nothing better than the United States of America. Nothing better than good old USA. All right, well, listen, I'm already into the weekend, but I wish you a very good weekend. I will talk to you on Monday, which will be Tuesday for me. So I think I'm going to be either in... No, I'll be in uh, Dunedin, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. Dunedin. Yeah, you been needing anything? Wife is going to go, you getting all the shit? Yeah, you, you been needing anything? Yeah, give me something else. Give me some fish and chips. Hold the insects. What a screwball country this is. Uh, what am I saying? That was Amsterdam. Who in the right mind? I know he was going to Detroit. Amsterdam to Detroit. What was that about? Delivering a message? They couldn't get a horse's head? Crazy. All right. I'm going to enjoy the weekend. One day of it. You enjoy both of your days. Well, I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for the likes, the shares, the emails, the messages, the support. It is appreciated. Never taken for granted. Sometimes abused. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The duck appreciated too. Appreciate. You know what I mean. Oh, sorry about that. Who raised up the duck volume? Adjust your hearing aids. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.